How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is not one of the songs at the reception. Someone actually suggested we walk into our reception to the CBS Sports Radio theme. Are you kidding me? I mean, seriously, what is wrong with people? Some other listener suggested not that long ago that we get married on the show in the studio. Could you imagine a bleeping wedding in a radio studio where I work? I mean, stop it. You don't know me at all. You don't know me at all. If that's what you think, Jay, knock it off. Jay wouldn't do it either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's that, no chance. No, it's just – and I wouldn't even get married at a stadium or at a sporting event because that's work to me, too. I understand some people do it. That's great. It's it's work to me. This is who, How many of you – raise your hand if you want to get married at work. Seriously. In your cubicle. In your, that's a good spot, right? <laughs> in your office, in your cubicle, in the kitchen, whatever it is. <laughs> nobody wants to get married at their place of business. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a great idea. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You guys, my last hour on the radio until Christmas night. So I'm back Christmas night. You may not be back Christmas night, but I will be. Uh, And then my last show as a single girl. My last hour on the radio. Do you think it'll all feel different? Like? Like you eating broccoli? I feel different. A little bit. You feel like you're going to throw up? Mm. I'm not going to throw up after getting married. I didn't say better or for worse, but yeah, I won't <laughs> confirm or deny. But In sickness and in health, in richer, for richer Something and like poorer, <laughs> as long as we both shall live. <laughs> By the way, Jay is reneging. He's eaten four pieces, and he oh, thinks he's done. Come on. you just saw, I just ate the biggest it piece doesn't matter. I've ever that was eaten one in my piece. entire life. You said a bowl of no. broccoli. That one piece was like bowl-sized. You guys sized. never believe anything that Jay says oh ever gosh. again. Bowl-sized broccoli. That's a farce. You made that up. There's. I didn't give you a head of broccoli. Uh, Those was, are pieces of broccoli. I am shoveling bro- broccoli back here. Oh, my gosh. You guys can believe me, or you can believe him, but I'm telling you he's lying. I should have taken a before and after photo. Lying. That's on me. Lying. Oh, yeah, you should. Take a take an after photo right I'm now. I've eaten half of it. Oh, you are such a liar. He, You guys, he's a liar. He's a flat-out, bald-faced liar. Biggest piece I've ever eaten in my entire this life is just why, happened. No, you watched no, me. Th- no, this is, this is why. This is why I'm never trusting you ever again. You had that piece. You've had maybe six pieces, tops. No. Maybe. Well, I've had, like, maybe six, but, that, but two of them were, like, on the smaller. That one was, like, six of the six pieces like combined so that really counts as like 12 now on that hmm. do you think someone anyone might offer the world's tiniest violin i don't need sympathy i just 
I'm, I'm doing no, it. No, you need all. to eat broccoli. I'm eating it. That's all I'm saying. No, no, you you put it. You're lying right now because you tried to put it away during the break and say that you'd I eaten just enough. I ate it in the break. You tried to say that you'd eaten enough. How big was that piece? It was a standard piece of broccoli. Oh, my gosh. That's outrageous. It was a broccoli spear. It was a standard piece of broccoli. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Jay is a liar, and on we go toward Christmas. And it's Christmas, too. How could you? Uh, thank you so much for all of your questions, for asking Amy anything. I will confess, I don't know if I'm going to have time to go back and answer a bunch of them because once I get done with this hour, I'm peace out for most of the next 12 days. But if I have a chance on Wednesday before we start our road trip, I will try. Uh, either way, thank you so much for all of your kind words and your messages. I've heard from people I know, but I've heard from way more people I don't know who are happy for me and are sharing my joy and excitement, uh, which just means more than I can say. It's not about radio. It's not about sports. It's just about a human connection. And that is really vital to me. So thank you. You guys are very kind. Uh, people keep asking, what about photos? I will find a unique way to share some photos. I'm not going to promise you that I will share photos when we're at the altar in the chapel or photos of our first dance. Uh, in fact, I, I can't imagine ever sharing a photo of Bob. We're actually doing what's called an unplugged wedding. No photos and no social media. And so there will be a photographer, but in terms of people taking selfies and all that jazz, we're asking people to refrain from posting any photos of the bride and groom because we want the entire wedding to be unplugged. So there won't be those, but there will be official photos. At some point, I'll figure out how to share them, maybe an array in my blog, something like that. So for those of you who want to know my future plans, that's in the blog too. You don't have to ask me anymore. If you're looking for a little more intel on the wedding, you can check out the YouTube channel. There are three, three editions, part one, part two, part three of Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle. Again, video version, including my brand new living room and my hearth where the stockings are hung. Uh, we're doing open phones on the back half of this hour because we never do that, and it's a special occasion. So you can give us a call if you want to. We're going to ask you to go chop-chop and do about 60 seconds, and then boom, But we'll get on to the next one. But we've heard from callers all over the country so far, Pacific time zone, Eastern time zone, Central time zone to be sure. Do we get mountain yet? I'm trying to think if we got a mountain time zone. We've had some great callers, though, already, and so we'll do that after the update at the back of the hour, and we'll see if we can shuffle you through. Uh, so find us on Twitter, ALAW Radio, on our Facebook page, too. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Fireworks in the NBA last night, and honestly, I wouldn't even share this with you if not the fact that it's so ironic. Maybe a little awareness could be appropriate in Chicago. So in Chicago, the Bulls were hosting the world champion Nuggets featuring one Nikola Jokic, who is from Serbia. In case you didn't know, Chicago has a, a very large segment of its population that is Eastern European. So a lot of Polish people live in Chicago. I know that because uh, my dad's whole side of the family is Polish. Anyway, they also have a very large segment of the population that is Serbian. Um, and so it's apparently, according to Nikola himself, outside of his home nation, Chicago is the largest population group of countrymen. Uh, 
Um, and so it's pretty incredible for him to be there. The Bulls did a special promotion. It was Serbian night in honor of Nikola Jokic. So there are more people in the arena cheering for Jokic and the Nuggets than there may have been last night cheering for the Chicago Bulls. And it was it was going along so well until, oh dear, what? Come on, Stripes. Hope, hope, hope to Jokic, spins baseline with a wild reverse, no, tip, no, rebound, Booch, and the Bulls off and running with Kobe White with that free-flowing throw to the rim on a runner, no, and a foul. Kobe with 10. What happened? What? What? Did he throw someone out? Oh. What's going on here, Bill? Jokic said something? Something's what? going on. You got the Denver security people. Did well, they, did, well, is Jokic? He's tossed, so he's had to get him off the floor. We don't know what happened. Well, apparently, Jokic is headed to the locker room. He has been ejected. He must have said one of the magic words. Uh, it is what it is. I'm just happy that we didn't play in Serbia this game. It's going to be really fun to see how it will be ended. You know, so it was interesting, you know. It is what it is. Some guys can say whatever. I think sometimes what I said is not even a technical, so it is what it is. I've never seen that when the opposing team has been upset that the you know, star player on the team has been kicked out. Usually they're like, yay, but, or booing the other player. But, yeah, no, they were upset that he was getting kicked out. Justin Holiday making the comment that he's never heard a group of fans or an arena react the way they did when Jokic got ejected. And he was incredulous, as was Mike Malone. He was asking for an explanation. If you have not seen the video yet, I will just offer this clue. He directed an MFR at an official. Now, he was looking directly at the official. As he said it, he was yelling about a call, or a lack of a call, actually, and dropped that choice phrase. The thing is, he's right. Often, guys can say that word on the court, and there's not even a technical, much less getting tossed. I cross the line, but sometimes that, that word doesn't cross the line, so it is what it is. I don't want to get uh, my mind like my money, so I'm not going to say whatever. Hmm. I like my money, so I'm not going to say anything else about the officials. <laughs> I like my money, too. It's not nearly as much as yours, but I do like my money. <laughs> so, yes, Nikola Jokic gets tossed out of Serbian night in Chicago. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, the call there with Chuck Swirsky on Bulls Radio. And, okay, this one's probably uh, one that you could have seen coming, but here we go again. Curry circles the rebound, full stride, takes the dribble across midcourt, hesitation left, waiting, left hand on the ball, guarded by Beal. High screen and roll with Draymond. Draymond shoved away by Beal. Beal, again, he has that tendency. He used, gets really handsy. At that time, he was shoving away Draymond <laughs> right in front of the referee. Didn't give him any reason not to call that. Now, Draymond might have instigated something, but, you know, if you're a pro, you got to kind of get through that. Now we get a whistle. It's an offensive foul. No. Who's a foul on? They're going to review it. It might be on Draymond for... For an offensive foul, and Nurkic is face down on the floor. They got tangled up, and Draymond might have popped him one in the chops. The coaching staff coming down. The security guys are coming down, and they're going to review this. This call and review. Chimizay Metu 
Ooh, Draymond whapped him. They, they got tangled up, and Draymond whapped him in the face, and he's going to be gone. He was, in fact, gone, courtesy of a flagrant two. That's Steve, uh, not Steve, sorry, Tim Roy. Steve Kerr is the coach. Tim Roy on Warriors Radio. And again, you can kind of see that unfolding. Now, you can tell as you're listening to Tim that he's watching a replay. So he's either seeing it on the big screen or he's got a monitor in front of him and he's watching the replay. Uh, and it definitely did appear on replay as though... Draymond hauled off and swung his arm to get Nurkic off him uh, because they'd been tangled up a couple of of times before that. According to Dre, though, he actually wasn't trying to hit him. (laughs) He was trying to do something else when he was swinging his arms. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir, Um, because I didn't intend to hit him. I sell calls with my arms. I don't <laughs> fall or to sell a call. I don't, I'm not a flopper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away and unfortunately I hit him. And so like I said, I apologize to you, Seth, um, because I didn't intend to hit him. <laughs> so he did intend to flail his arms because he was trying to get a call. And again, if you go back and watch the game or you watch the video, you'll see that Jurkic has got him by the hip and is holding him back. And so he's trying to extricate himself from from the grip of Jurkic. And as he decides, hey, I'm not getting the call here. I'm going to go extra emphasis. I'm going to see if I can earn myself an Oscar. He flails his arms and kind of spins around like a whirling dervish and does, in fact, slap Jurkic right across the face. It didn't appear as one of those classic moments where... Draymond loses his cool. It, it didn't appear that way. Now, I'm not Draymond, um, but he was very calm after. He was not fired up. He was not upset. He didn't love the fact that he got kicked out, but he was saying, that's not what I was intending to do. Flagrant 2 is supposed to be about intent. It is supposed to be about intent, but it's certainly a judgment call because the officials, they don't know. They're not in a player's head. You know what it reminds me of? Whether or not a pitcher intended to hit a guy, to plunk a guy right after, I don't know, he poses on a home run the game before or the at-bat before. You can't actually judge a pitcher's intent unless he flat out tells you, I did it on purpose. So you have to take his word for it. And in this case, (laughs) I kind of tend to believe Draymond because, yeah, he doesn't apologize for a lot of these things that happen. He did not apologize to Rudy Gobert because he felt like he was in the right for defending his teammate. In this case, though, he said, uh, yeah, I, I was trying to get a call. I actually wasn't uh, trying to hit Jurkic. I was just trying to sell it, if you will. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Now, I want you to hear Steph Curry because here's what happened in the game. They were leading the Suns. They were playing really well, and then he gets ejected, and the Suns go on a run, and they rally, and they're not the same team without Draymond. Everybody will tell you that. It's not so much the offense. It's about the defense. It's how he facilitates. It's the energy. Everything go. It, he, he's the cog. And all the others are the spokes in the wheel that kind of revolve around him defensively. And so the, the thing, the win, fell apart when Draymond got ejected. We always say about our team, like all the pieces fit for a reason they have for a very long time. So when you're missing one, it uh, it's tough. We still had opportunities you know to win the game tonight um you know I didn't shoot the ball well in the second half 
we obviously mixed up lineups and we're trying to find some chemistry. Our bench played amazing again. So, you know, you want to be able to overcome the uh, the incident and his ejection, but we just weren't able to get it done. But we need everybody available. That's how we're built. It's no secret to our success. If I intended to do that, you know, then I'd feel awful about not being there. Um, but my intentions were just to sell the file. And he was, as you can see, as I'm posting up, he's moving forward. So as I'm moving back, he's still coming forward. And um, like I said, it's unfortunate. I didn't, I, again, I apologize to Nurkic uh, because I, I hit him. So I do apologize to him, and I didn't intend to hit him. So I think you guys have known me long enough. If I intended to do something, I'm not apologizing for it. Um, but I did make contact with him, so I apologize because it wasn't my intention. How about that? You don't often hear a remorseful or apologetic Draymond. You don't often hear him take accountability, at least not in the moment. But he sat there and he answered a ton of questions. I watched the press conference, uh, and he gets it. Now, Steve Kerr tended to think it was an emotional thing, but I don't know. Now, hearing what Draymond has to say, he did flail his arms. I, here's the thing. You're an NBA player. This is what you do on a night-in and night-out basis. Did you not know the guy was behind you? Right? So, you're not a flopper, and you're not going to fall for a call. <laughs> but you wail your arms around like that you're likely to hit something. Maybe he just didn't intend to hit him in the face, or maybe he didn't think he would hit him in the face, but it's not like he was out there by himself. He knew Nurkic was was nearby hovering. So Nurkic didn't get called for a foul and should have, so I understand. Um, but the, the idea that he didn't intend to hit him, I don't know if that'll resonate with the NBA because they've made it very clear to him that his reputation and his previous actions, they will always be considered. They're so ticked off at Draymond that they have indicated to him that no matter what happens moving forward, they're never going to give him a clean slate. His punishments, his, his fines, his suspensions, those are all going to take into account his history because they will never, ever, ever not take into account that he's a repeat offender. They've told him that. And so I don't know if this results in another suspension, but it might. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. It's good to talk to you. Thank you so much for all the kind wishes. We'll do calls on the back half of the hour, 855-212-4227. Coming up next, man, another starting quarterback bites the dust. Wait, is that is that inappropriate? Is that insensitive? It's factual. All right, cool. Not as factual as you eating broccoli, because that's not factual at all. It's actually uh-huh. in me. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. It's After Hours, our hump show here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught, touchdown, Kansas City! And off to Eckler again, no, Herbert keeps it, end zone, touchdown, Chargers! Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap, Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five, into the end zone, touchdown Buffalo! Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run, the Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. It is not safe to go in the water if you are an NFL quarterback these days. It really isn't. Uh, We knew that Justin Herbert had a dislocated finger, but it's gone from bad to worse. The season-ending surgery that he just had means the Chargers are moving on from Herbert for the rest of this season. So this was the game against the Broncos on Sunday, and he got hit by Zach Allen in the second quarter. Um, And and he actually had completed a pass on the play. He gets up, and he's starting to look at his right hand and kind of shake his right hand. Now, he did finish out the series, but then once he went to the locker room, he didn't get back on the field. And so he was having the surgery on Tuesday. He's on IR, which means he's done for the year. And that stinks, obviously, for Brandon Staley, who may not be long for this coaching world anyway. No time, just a successful surgery. Uh, went well today, and, um, you know, he's on the road to recovery. Oh. Oh, do you feel like that's the sound of Brandon Staley watching whatever was the left of his Chargers coaching hopes just swirl down the drain? They just got flushed. There's a gangster quarterback. Yeah, right. The gangster quarterback who is no longer playing. But even so, I don't think he survives the season. I could be wrong, but I don't I don't think so. All right, so then they move on to Easton Stick. Easton Stick, who by the way is not a rookie. He's been around for quite a while. There's a lot to build off of from that last game, and he's been with us all three years. Our guys have a lot of confidence. I know that they've shared that with you guys, and I think the way that he played in that second half. Uh, does give us confidence going into this game. Uh, he's a winner. You take a look at his track record at, at North Dakota State. Um, that's all he's ever done is, is win. He knows how to run a team, lead a team. 
Uh, he's been great for our team since I've been here, and we're excited for him. Not worried, just going to go out there and play. There's going to be good, there's going to be bad, like there was on Sunday. Um, that's just part of it. It's football, it's not perfect. Um, I'm just going to go out there and do my best. Easton Stick, he actually was a draft pick in 2019. So we're not talking about a newbie, right? We're talking about a guy who's been in the organization, actually predates Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley. So he's been there for five years. He's a fifth-round draft pick. Tommy DeVito wasn't drafted. Brock Purdy was drafted last. It's not like quarterbacks. It wasn't Tom Brady a sixth-round draft pick. It's not like these guys don't come out of, uh, you know, later in the draft. But anyway, he will start for L.A. And then the rookie quarterback, Max Dugan, will be, uh, Duggan will be the backup. Duggan, Dugan, I forgot. That's a good question. I actually forgot. It's been so long since I've said his name. <laughs> Dugan sounded right the first time. But. Always go with your first answer. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, as for Easton Stick, like I said, five years in the organization. At least he's not going to become the 11th rookie quarterback to start this year. I just think he's a gym rat. You know, I think he's a commander out there. I think people believe in him because of how hard he works. Um, since I've been here, I mean, you know, him and Justin, they set a very high bar for everybody else in terms of how to work, how to compete. Uh, and then I think he's gotten better every single year. I think his teammates have seen that. He has improved every year as a quarterback, um, and now he gets to show what he can do. All right, bring it on. Let's go, Easton Stick. Do you know that we're getting close to, I mean, we're getting close to 60 different quarterbacks starting games this year in the NFL. We'll have to get the running tally after this week 15. Aiden O'Connell is a rookie, and right now he and the Raiders are in a tailspin. Three consecutive losses, and they're under 200 passing yards per game, not to mention with the whole Josh Jacobs mess in 23. They are dead last in rushing yards per game, which is a Really poor combination, although a lot easier for the defense. So how do you stay calm when things are going so horribly wrong? Try to keep football in perspective, I think, is a big thing. You know, I'm, I'm a guy who's going to work as hard as possible. I try to get here early and stay late and try to do everything in my power to um, make sure football is, you know, a high priority in my life. But, you know, I think something that helps me perspective is just, you know, relying on my faith and try to make sure it doesn't become the end of the world. I think when you... Um, make football some, sometimes too much, um, you know, you can get bogged down by it, but rather just, you know, being able to work as hard as you can to the end of the day, still having joy with it. He's got Devontae Adams on his team, but the issue, of course, is that defenses know if they can lock down Devontae, if they can keep him from making an impact, well, that's half the battle. Uh, so Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders, they definitely need to try to air it out a little more, try to open up the offense, and Devontae's got some ideas. It's critical for most teams, I think, in this league. Um, you know, these defenses are smart. You know, it's a lot of defensive gurus out there do a lot of different things, exotic coverages, um, you know, repeating things if you have trouble with it. So I think that's what we dealt with a lot this past game not being able to figure it out. So they just continue to do things, you know, variations of what was stopping us. So um, obviously we got to call more and we got to throw more. We got to just give more opportunities and the receivers got to go and, um, you know, make it make it worthwhile. So um, we all in it together. Obviously it's, it's got to start with the call and then we got to find a way to execute the play. Devontae talking about the 3 nothing loss to the Vikings on Sunday called it embarrassing. 
I feel badly for him. He picked the wrong time to jump to the Raiders. It was a lifelong dream for him and his family to play in the silver and black, and it was the worst possible timing. And I'm not saying that staying with the Packers would have been any better, though the Packers might not have ended the way they did the Aaron Rodgers era if Devontae had still been there. But, man, I just I feel badly because it was his dream to play for the Raiders. And then Derek Carr gets schluffed to the curb, his right? Best friend. Yeah, uh, Josh McDaniels. That was a disaster, too. Um, and, yeah, just the whole thing has been a mess since he got there. It really never did pan out. And and I don't know that he stays. Maybe, maybe he goes to the Jets, too. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> like so. everybody else. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, so Vikings and Raiders played each other over the weekend. We know Kevin O'Connell benched Josh Dobbs at halftime and went with Nick Mullins and... Uh, it's Russian roulette at quarterback for the Vikings. Right. We made the decision to start Nick Mullins uh, this week. Really, uh, you know, thought he came into the game the other day and, and demonstrated his ability to prepare and be ready to come in, play in rhythm, um, was accurate with the ball, made great decisions. Um, and I think uh, as of, you know, where we are as an offense right now, uh, it's about our execution with all 11 guys and Nick's comfort in our system, a lot of time on task, you know, logged in our offense, I think will be a bonus for us to, you know, continue to hunt improvement uh, coming off of last week and go try to be as efficient as we possibly can. Remember when the first two games Josh Dobbs played with the Vikings, he was the story? Reminds me a little bit of how Deion Sanders and Colorado were the story in football for the first month of the college season. Yeah, life comes at you fast in the NFL, and Josh Dobbs had a turnover problem, and... He got benched now multiple times for Nick Mullins, and so he is no longer the starter, though they did win two games with him. So how did he take the news? I think Josh understands um, the process and where we've been at. He, I think he has respect for the opportunity he, he had and, and some of the really good things that he did. Um, but I think, you know, in communicating with him and making sure he knows exactly what the thought process is, <clears throat> um, the idea was to make sure that there's full transparency uh, with these guys. I do believe Nick Mullins gives us the best chance uh, to win the football game this Saturday, and, and that's the decision we made. Vikings are still very much in the playoff hunt, which is why this matters. I mean, the, the final score was 3 nothing, but it was still a win. A win is a win is a win is a win in the NFL, and right now they are a playoff team, so they need to figure it out. Justin Jefferson considered to be day-to-day. That would be a huge help for Mullins if he is on the field. Uh, let's, let's throw this one at you because this is hysterical. Tommy DeVito's agent. Agent. Oh my gosh, sorry. It's it's been a long show. Tommy DeVito's agent, Sean Stellato, he actually has become a cult hero. He's got the the fedora. He's he dressed in all black. He's got the Italian chain around his neck, right? He couldn't be more Italian. He's real. He's a certified agent. Uh, and now he's all the rage because of how he and the DeVito family are acting as Tommy is tearing it up on the field. Anyway, he was a guest with Kay Adams on Up and Adams. Uh, and he believes that DeVito has a real chance to take over as QB1 in New York. Manja. My dream is for him to be the starting quarterback and be get a long-term deal with the New York Giants. I have no doubt he can win this job. He's won the locker room. Uh, the coaches are believing the faith of the fans. Think he's the second coming of, uh, you know, the Sopranos back at 20-something years ago. Uh, just in terms of that aura and that, that passion and that mm. – 
blue collar underdog approach because he, he relates to that fan base. Um, so I think he can win that job. I have no doubt about it. Um, I mean, Daniel Jones is a hell of a quarterback too. So got to just continue to take it one day at a time, yeah. one, you know, one practice at a time, one game at a time. But um, I know he's ready for any challenge that's going to come his way. He's prepared his entire life. Don't forget, this is a kid that went up against Tua and uh, Trevor Lawrence at the Open out in Oregon and was the MVP of that camp. Hmm. That's what you need your agent for. He's got to be your hype man as well. So, Brian Dayball, why in the world did Tommy DeVito get through the draft with no one selecting him? I don't know. <laughs> Can't give you a... Sometimes that happens. Why did Brock Purdy end up as Mr. Irrelevant? I, mean, the I don't answer, know. The answer could be about the same, right? Okay, one more, and this is more for your humor, because please do not do, do not put much stock in this. I, I think Cam Newton has become a caricature, actually, now more than anything. He was on fourth and one on TikTok. I mean, that says it all, right? Uh, for, he's being controlled by the Chinese. He was on fourth and one on TikTok, and... He's listing the quarterbacks that he believes are game managers. Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Parody, like, but Brock, let's, they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff. And really, Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And what? when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. Okay. First of all, Dak Prescott is not a game manager. I disagree with that. G- Dak is a game changer. He's an incredible athlete. He's a great leader, and he can make any throw on the field. Line him up. He and C.D. Lamb have an awesome connection now. I might give you the Brock Purdy as a game manager, except that there isn't a throw he can't make either, and they're okay with him chucking and ducking. The issue is that he's got so many weapons around him that, yeah, he's trying not to turn the ball over. He doesn't need to be the man because he's got other people around him. And, yes, the Kyle Shanahan system is proven. I swear he said Josh Allen. No, he said Lamar Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Lamar Jackson, a former NFL MVP, is the game manager. Are you kidding me? I think he makes it up as he goes along half the time. How can you say Lamar Jackson's not a game changer? That might be one of the dumbest things that's come ever ever come out of his mouth, and, and that's saying something. He said Mahomes right after that. Yeah, true. that's true. I was hung up on the Lamar. That's ridiculous. Both. OMG. And I don't even say that. Someone take away his microphone. I'm not 32. He's just embarrassing himself now. I'm maybe a little jealous. Maybe a little green with envy there. I mean, Mahomes has double the number of MVPs you do and you a can't couple cook. Super Bowl wins. Oh, is that what it's all about? Got it. Okay, coming up, your chance to weigh in on the phones. We're going to do some phone calls toward the top of the hour, last few minutes before I'm out until Christmas. So 855-212-4227. Thank you for all of your messages on Twitter and Facebook. You are very kind. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat ten. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the free throw. Touchdown. The center zoning into the end zone. Touchdown. The people have spoken, and one score stands above the rest. Here is your TD of the week. The Baltimore Ravens. Ethan Evans punting to Tylen Wallace. Evans hangs a wobbler. Wallace settles under it at the 25, gets a block, comes to the near side, 30. Spins out of one tackle, 35, along the near sideline, 40. He's at midfield. Wallace to the 40, still on his feet, 30, 20, 10. Celebration time. No flags. Wallace in the end zone. Hayes in the barn. And the Ravens win it in overtime. I was about to go down. I'm like, I can't go down right here. I made it this far. I'm like, I got to keep going. I got to stay up, you know. So uh, that's kind of what was going through my mind in that moment. Shout out to the guys blocking for me, man. They... It was wide open, so I uh, appreciate them helping me out. And uh, I just saw the crease, and I just took it. I decided, you know, uh, it just feels great to be able to make a difference in the game and help the team win. I was prepared to go back on the field. I thought it was going to be like a fair catch or something. Um, but, you know, people on the sideline, you have time. Tell him, you got time. I guess he heard it. And, man, he just he went crazy just now. That looked like a movie. Like I was sitting in the locker room, like he just showed his butt. He just showed his tip. <laughs> he just showed it off. And, man, that was just a spectacular return. I love Lamar Jackson. He comes up with stuff that I've never heard anywhere else, and he just kind of casually, he showed his butt. So good. He just like, showed his butt. It was like an orangutan. That's what I thought of, because they love to show off their butts at the zoo. They're very proud of their shiny orange butts. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. And Jerry Sandusky on Ravens Radio. A walk-off punt return touchdown for the win in OT. Second time we've seen it this year, which is crazy, right? Second time in 14 weeks that we've seen that exact thing happen. 855-212-4227. We're going to take some calls here. I just briefly want to say, Producer Jay says we have th- all three winners now on Survivor Island. Oh, we don't. Two. Two of the three. So we still have a contest going on yes, on the do. first island? We had two winner. We had two people still alive in week 14. Wow. And one person, one contestant won with the 49ers. How it's insane how they still had the 49ers available in week that 14. That is crazy. And our second winner won with the Saints. Okay, so Niners and Saints. They're dueling it out in week 15. Wow, okay, that's amazing. But two of the winners, he will reach out to you. You have reached out to the two winners. So if you've heard from Jay, that makes it legit. Let's talk to Rajiv, who's in California. Rajiv, welcome to After Hours. Hey, thanks, Emmy. Um, I'm actually uh, from Boston, and I, I've been out here in California. I just wanted to, first of all, congratulate you on your upcoming um, nuptials. Thank and I you. wanted to say that. Um, I listened to you occasionally back in Boston, but I sort of discovered you out here because um, I was taking care of my father, and he has, had been in and out of the hospital uh, this past summer. And so when I used to come home late from the hospital, I used to listen to your program. And one night you made the comment, um, you were talking to a listener who said that when they're 
um, significant other had passed away, they used to listen to you and you used to comfort them. Aww. And I heard that statement that you made on the radio about that um, a few nights after my dad had passed. So since oh. then, late night, I listen to you, and um, um, it, it brings me joy. And I Aww. live sort of vicariously through your stories, and I'm so happy for you. And also, your love of Star Wars is another thing that bonded, <laughs> because when you went to go see John Williams out in Tanglewood, yes. being from Massachusetts, I could relate to that. So I also wanted to say um, I had the opportunity to meet John Williams years ago <gasps> um, at the Boston Symphony Hall. What? Um, and he is as nice in person as you would imagine. I went to take a picture with him, and they were kind of rushing him off, and they took the picture, but the picture didn't come out right, and so they were rushing him off. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't get the picture. Can I get another one? And his handlers were trying to usher him away, and he's like, no, I want to take a picture. Oh. So he came back and took a picture with me. So he is as nice in person as you would hope. Oh, my so. gosh. I can't believe he's in his 90s, and he still has so much vitality and energy. And honestly, Rajiv, I think it's the passion for what he does. You can see it Absolutely. when he conducts and, and when he speaks about the music. He, it still flows through him. He absolutely loves it. Yep, yep. And, and and hearing your passion for what you do and when you talk about Star Wars and that, it's why I think a lot of listeners love that. Oh, so thank I'm you. so happy for your wedding and I'm living vicariously through oh. your story. So I love that. Well, and it brings I, me some joy. I appreciate it. I'm so sorry about your dad. I know that that's, oh, thank you. that's just thank so you. hard, but I appreciate it. In fact, uh, my fiance just went through the same thing. And so, yeah, it's, yeah it, it's really hard, of course, to lose people that we love so much. But I'm glad exactly, that we exactly. can keep you company. Yeah, yeah. But um, you put a smile on my face and other listeners, too. So I, okay. I, I look forward to that Thank every night. Thank you so much. Well, happy holidays. We're glad to keep you company. Hey, thanks. Same to you. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Let's talk to Robin, who's in California as well. Robin, welcome to After Hours. Thank you, Amy. First of all, big congratulations. Eek. Thank you. Because I've been listening to you since your old network. So I've been following your Whoa. career and everything around with you for a while I now. sound so different now, don't I? Yeah. yeah, I do. I yeah, do. I had a leftover kind of an ask Amy question, if you, if I may take about right. 30 more seconds. Here. Yeah, 30 um, seconds. I've, I've noticed that you haven't really left sugar alone for very long, usually pennies with her. So how do you think yeah. sugar is going to handle you being gone for a while? Well, so considering how she did it two years ago. So two years ago, I was also gone for two and a half weeks. This is pre-Bob, okay. right? But I, I drove to Houston. I took my yeah. dog with me, Penny. And yeah, I, I thought about taking sugar, but she's, she really stresses out in the car. So it would have been a mess. Uh-oh. And yeah. she, she would have been miserable. So we all would have been miserable. Anyway, so I left her at home and it was about 16 days. And here's okay. what happened when I got back. So I have a friend who loves cats. She goes every day. She spends time with sugar. But when I got cool. back, the cat followed me around the house for four days howling at me incessantly like she was either telling me everything that had happened or she was punishing me for the fact that I had left her so I do feel badly but I here's the thing I have three different people who are going to go and visit sugar over the time that we're gone and when we get back there will be not just one dog but two she is going to wonder what the heck happened are you going to be nervous about integrating an yes. older dog, a younger dog, and a cat? Well, Penny, no, because Penny's so calm. I think it will calm down Bob's dog. But Sugar and, and Bob's dog are about the same personality, high-strung, high-maintenance. Oh, no. Yeah, so we might have to separate them for a while. But yeah, I think it's going to be – we say we have a blended family. If we can do it with people, we can do it with pets. So Well, well good luck, and I'm <laughs> really happy that you're getting married. I apologize, and I've followed your career for a long time. So oh, good luck you to you so and much. Bob. I appreciate that, Robin. Good to talk to you in California. Happy holidays. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so here's the thing. Chris in Jacksonville, I'm not kidding. You have 30 seconds, and the music's going to cut you off. Go. 
Okay, uh, I told you a story when I called a couple weeks ago about my brother's first wedding with a jet ski drunk guy. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. Did you tell your fiance about that? I did. What did he say? He said, it's a good thing we're not getting married on the water. (laughs) Good. Okay, real quick, back to uh, sports. Uh, I'm worried about my Jags because their offensive line is Swiss cheese. We have receivers not running the right route. True. And the Tennessee Titans on our tail right now and who just beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay, here's what I'll say about Jacksonville. They've gone through a bit of a swoon. Uh, I know that it's tough. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Uh, But I do believe Doug Peterson will whip him into shape. They've got good leadership there. So let's see what happens in the final month. You guys, I'm off until Christmas. Thank you for all your kind words. Of course, find us on Twitter and Facebook. I'll be in touch. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.